Hello, hello, hello. Good day to you, my people. Welcome to the Dre and not Keith's 30 minutes of nonsense. We apologize for Keith's absence. So, in his place today, and our special guest is our co host for the day, Beth Cobble. Hi there, hi there, Beth. Welcome. Thank you for standing in for Keith, even though you were going to be our special guest anyway, so it wouldn't have really made much of a difference about your availability or not. However, we like to send Keith our best wishes. Get well soon, Keith. We will see you on the next episode, I am sure. I'm already missing you. I don't even know what to do without you because this is great, Keith. Any minutes of nonsense. It's just great. Nonsense! With Beth, who's not nonsense, because let's face it, I'm the one that's more... And Happy New Year! Welcome! It's 2017! Happy New Year to you, Beth! Happy New Year! Woo! How was your Christmas, by the way? Lovely, thank you. It was completely uneventful because, I don't know if I told you this off camera, but my parents are not in this country, and we don't really celebrate Christmas anyway. Last Christmas, I was with my then-girlfriend at the time, and this Christmas, I was celebrating it with my Chinese housemate that also doesn't really celebrate Christmas. So we had some Chinese-style food, homemade, which is kind of a unique experience for me. So, I think your Christmas was a lot better, far more present than me. I think I gained a birthday card, and I got this amazing, amazing link to the ocean. I mean, I don't think it is stereotypical man to get links to the ocean at all, not at all. <coughs> but I am so, so glad that I got that. I mean, you can, the excitement in my face, I am not sounding like a satirical lemon cake. I nearly swore there, but I have to remember that Keith Sadler, the Sith Dark Lord, is telling us from afar, don't swear! <laughs> so, so yeah, so. Yeah, sounds lovely. Yeah, that sounds, sounds great. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, marvellous. So, so tell me, uh, in terms of New Year, uh, let's talk about let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? The past uni, really. Mm. I think that's my main one. And just have fun. That's, that's simple. That's simple as hell. Yeah. Uh, my New Year's resolution is just continue being absolutely flawless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Thank you, thank you. I, I mean, I mean the, the, the chin line is just... Anyway, we're not talking about Dre vanity. You're the special guest. I'm just... A, I'm here every episode. We're here... You're here for a finite... Finite? Finite. Whatever that word is, amount of time. So, yeah, let's talk about current affairs. So, what's happening in the news today? Well, 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 I think... One of the main things that's been happening is, unfortunately, there was a terrorist attack, unfortunately. Uh, did you hear about it? It was in Turkey, I believe. I did. Yeah, and what are your thoughts about that? It's really sad, especially around New Year as well. Mm. It's a dark time of year. It's one of the happiest times, but one of the darkest times as well. Horrible. That's, that's deep. That's, no lie, that was, actually, that was quite deep it right there. That was, that was almost that was the tip of the tongue. No wonder you you being an English lit student, you just had it just like that, like you know, like Shakespeare got nothing on you. Shakespeare like Hamlet, Ham no, basically. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm just uh, on a serious note though. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with anybody affected by the crisis in Turkey. Uh, Turkey in general 
had to deploy a sort of war zone due to the Syria conflict in general and to the situation in Aleppo in particular with all the ceasefire and all that jazz and not ceasefire. It's absolutely mad. And it's times like these where we all have to realize and remember that no matter if your cappuccino is a bit cold or in Starbucks they pronounce your name or wrote your name as Bethan rather than Beth. I don't even have had that problem before. You have, you have. Yeah. Well, I was literally, I literally just guessed that. But you know what? At least we have a roof under our heads. At least we're not under the bombing sieges of World War Two and all that jazz. Yeah, we are much more safer than what's happening over there. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Now we still have to keep to the format of the show, woo, <laughs> to an extent. So let's talk about the general news, shall we? Shall we? Yeah. We shall. We shall. Fittingly marvelous. So. Uh, so, what's been around the news today? Well, firstly, we've had the situation where the ambassador to the UN, I recall, the European Union, yeah, European Union, uh, he has stood down because of the result of the lies of Brexit. Now, what's your, what's your opinion on the whole Brexit thing and the whole situation like? Did you vote? I did not vote. You didn't vote? You didn't vote? No. Uh, um, actually, quick question. You were eligible, right? Yes. <gasps> How come you didn't vote? Was it basically one of those, like, oh no, I don't know what to do, kind of thing? I didn't know enough about it, I think. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Would you, looking back, uh, which way would you have voted now? Probably stay in. Yeah, staying in is a bit more simpler, because you know, like, out is like, the unknown! And to be honest, let's face it, in my opinion, it's better to stay in because we want to love people. We don't want to kick people out. We're not like Donald Trump and building walls around Mexico, whatever wacky nonsense. Now, I know you're a massive Trump supporter. I'm joking. Your face, your face, your face when I say that satirical nonsense. There are no Trump supporters in our studio today. Yes, this is a studio. Right, so the next bit of news, let's talk about the next bit of news because Brexit has been so last year, even though it hasn't been enforced yet. Uh, yeah, let's talk about, let us talk about, now, to brighten the mood up a little bit, uh, let's talk about, let's talk about something else. Now, obviously, without Keith being here, we have to change the format a tiny little bit. Now, usually we talk about the news for about 10 or so minutes, give or take. But, you know what? We're going to talk about you. So, Beth. Hi. Hi. So, <laughs> so yes, you've been, on, you've been on BBC, you've been on ITV. That must have been, you know, being uh, me, myself, although I've been nowhere near the tough TV schedule that you've had in that space of one day. And that must have been draining going to both studios. Uh, it was really out of nowhere, to be fair. I had to kind of sculpt it down and just do it. Yeah, so, so tell us, obviously though, there's going to be quite a few people that have no idea who you are no. and what your story is, so the floor is yours. So basically, about two and a half years ago, I suffered with a brain tumour. I found out, a week later I had surgery, that took 13 hours long. Um, I had a haemorrhage, um, which is excessive bleeding within the surgery. Mm. And I've just done a lot of promotion work for the charity um, to get people to donate and keep what donating. Is, what is the charity? It's called Blood and Transplant. Oh, marvellous, marvellous stuff. Now, tell me then, before before you have this situation happen to you, like obviously 
I don't want to go like way deep into the darkest regions of demonic uh, demonhood. Uh, that made no sense. Uh, but uh, tell me, uh, before then, what was your life like before it all happened? Were you just living a chilled out best life? Was it with no warning whatsoever? Nothing? Just... I was a happy student. I was at sixth form, uh, just completed my A level, um, my AS level, sorry. And my only kind of symptom was headache. Mm. And that was put down to stress. So I just lived every day thinking, oh, this headache's normal. So there's some sort of like mild migraine or something like that? It was extreme migraine. It was really painful. I see, I see. I, see. I didn't want to dumb down the, yeah. the migraine, <laughs> but I'm just saying that in a way that at times you may have felt a bit, a bit mild and all that. Yeah. I see, I see. And really, it's just essentially there weren't any real warnings apart from headaches. No, that's the only warning I had. And tell me, tell me then, so. Is it one of those things that, could it happen to anybody, or is it one of those, just explain to me, so the viewers, the listeners, I mean viewers, but the listeners and everyone listening, and me and everyone else, just tell us what what it is, like, explain to us. I think um, brain tumors are really, like, not spoken about, like, mm. they come in all different strains, forms, I think, some are born with them, yeah. um, with my case, I developed mine, um, right, over time, over time, okay. it was a slow growing tumour, and they reckon it over like five to seven years it was growing. Okay. Um, but obviously there's other forms that are cancerous, some that are part of different diseases. Mm, different strains and things. Yeah. And, you, uh, and at no stage, it, it was just a hemorrhage, it wasn't cancer related. No, it was benign. Benign, okay, yeah. that's, that's good, that's good, that's good. Obviously you're still here, so that's great. Yeah. That's great, and obviously it must have been, obviously, like, I can't imagine how your family were feeling at the time because, you know, I don't know. Uh, I mean, regardless if you're an only child or got like brothers, sisters, and all that, like, I mean, uh, my uh, going into personal, going into personal, my uh, my mum lost a uh, a baby at, ch- at birth, like stillbirth, like I think it was stillborn, yes, stillborn. Uh, I was, I think I was three or four at the time. Uh, I mean, you know, it happened, uh, and obviously at the time, my mum was obviously aggrieved, emotional, that, and obviously. It's just times like these. Do you feel like you feel lucky every day? Because obviously, like, the way I see it is that if you haven't had a life-threatening experience, I'm not saying that life is more naive, per se, but people may take certain things for granted. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, did it... Yeah. Uh, like, what, after, as a result of you uh, doing the media, promoting charity and all that, what changed in your life afterwards? What was the mindset? What was the old Beth Cobbles did that you don't do now? The old Beth Cobbles realised, didn't realise actually, how many people suffered, mm. how many people were affected by things um, that were really life-threatening or impacted you in a way that will never change you. So after my surgery and the life-threatening illness I had, I was just so much more aware of what happened, what happened within mm. people's lives and mm. there's so many more people that are affected by things like that. Mm. And, and uh, do you, is it crazy with the whole like media fan say because obviously do you now feel that you are now a spokesperson because you know like I interestingly uh, I'll, I'll tell you a true story like no, no lies um, I just I just basically randomly added you on Facebook because you're mutual friends with like quite a few of the people that you're mutual friends with in your course and are poets I'm like oh I'll yeah. add you I'll add you. You seem like a nice person. No. And, and yeah, what happened was is that I, 
I read it, and I'm like, whoa, you've had a lot of shizzle down, man. Whoa, kind of thing. Uh, which is why I told Keith, uh, as soon as we were running in the podcast, I was like, dude, we've got to have Beth on. We've got to have Beth on the show. She has an amazing story. And uh, where I'm going with this is that uh, have you become a lot more confident? Because obviously, uh, as somebody that likes, what well, likes, but somebody who's used to speaking in front of people, has it really changed? Do you feel that you're more confident? I mean, obviously, you you said to me off air that you're not that used to public speaking. So, yeah, so tell us. Tell us. I think when I'm in the situation of public speaking, like mm. the interview, for example, mm. um, I've, I've grown confident. Mm. I have really grown confident. Mm. In day-to-day life, if I'm not talking about this subject and it's something that I'm not sure about, then I, I don't have much more confidence than anyone else. I just seem mm. to have more knowledge on things and grow confidence. Absolutely, that's, that's great, that's great. And do you feel that, do you feel that uh, if anyone who, and this is me being completely honest here and, and right to the bone, for you to be a spokesperson about uh, hemorrhages, about blood, uh, blood donations and all that, uh, because uh, we're going to touch on this in a little bit, uh, for you, do you feel, and you are you more than happy to for anyone to talk to you about the subject, are you open? Like, are you going? Are you going to say on air? Beth Cobbold is here for you. <laughs> Beth Cobbold is here for you. Now that sounds great. Make blood transfusion popular again, which is what basically what you want, basically, because um, there's a massive uh, lack of blood donations about. Yes, there is, especially the people between 18 and 25. Right, and you're saying that people of essentially our demographic, our demographic, but more or less to say that they're not really, they're not giving in with the blood. Yeah. And do you feel that, do you feel it is an obligation for all of us to donate blood, if we can? Honestly speaking. I honestly feel it takes about two minutes of the day, mm. maybe half an hour at push if you want to risk it after. I feel like you should donate if you can. Mm-hmm. But it's, Everyone's personal opinion. And is it absolutely free? It's absolutely free. It's absolutely free. And for all those that don't actually know how to donate blood, now there are people in this world, or in the country of the United Kingdom, because this is where our main audience is, how do we donate blood in the UK? So you can just go online, uh, type in blood and transplant service, and then it comes up with a place where you can put your location, and it tells you all the places around where you are where you can donate and sign up. Marvellous, marvellous, and marvellous. And that, is that through the NHS, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, marvellous stuff. That is great. That's great. So, so tell me, uh, have you, tell me, uh, like, uh, now, a, a bit away from the, about your, your media for well, a bit linked to it, actually. Uh, how, how stressful was it being on TV? Because I read on, I remember reading a Facebook status of you having the amount of makeup, contouring, all that stuff. Like, tell me about it. Um, it was really exciting. It was really exciting. I think I didn't have much time to think about it. Um, I wasn't. You're in the moment rather than yeah. being reflective. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know that thing. Yeah. So I wasn't exactly stressed. I just had to get on there. They told me what was going to happen, and then mm. we did it. Neat, neat, neat. And and yeah. Uh, so tell me then, as a result of that, do you have any further public speaking, or is it essentially? Essentially, while, while you just nodded in front of me, uh, is it also that you're a bit more relaxed and you can relax a bit more? Because obviously, when this all happens, it's like, bah! is it more like, I'm here, but let me do my own thing? Like, tell me. So, I 
started with the talks at the ceremonies, um, mm. award ceremonies, people that donated mm. 100 plus times. Um, I've done four of them now, and I feel myself getting like more and more comfortable doing them. Mm. Um, with the when it comes to like the media, that's calmed down a lot. So mm. um, I felt it helped because the went really high. Um, mm. But that's calmed down now. Is, are you happy with that? Or you don't mind? Or because, because obviously you've got uni to sort out, so you can't just public speak every day like, I've got deadlines to do! I can just imagine you, like, before you do a speech, it's like, I've got to do this essay! <laughs> got to finish my 5,000 word essay! I don't want my tutor to kill me! Kind of thing. Yeah, no, it fits around my work. It does. Hmm. No, it all fits in. And I probably will have a more, more public speaking too. It's just. For now, this is the uh, where we need them to be. Marvellous, that's great, that's great. And is this, are you mainly public speaking, and uh, are you mainly public speaking in the Suffolk area, or are you doing more nationwide? Because I know you were in, just double check and clarify, were you in ITV News, Maine or Anglia on both? Uh, Anglia. Anglia, okay, okay, yeah. I see. Uh, would you want to do it more nationwide, or are you happy to keep it down on the local area? Because you just want to focus on the local area, uh, you just don't, you don't want to be, I don't know if you want to be like, well, I want to go to Bristol, or I, I'll tell you this right now, I, I would love you to do it, but I'll tell you this, travelling is a drain, like, I, I mix travelling, performing, and work, and that is, that is more of a drain so much, that's the reason why I cut my hair, man, oh my god. <laughs> no, I, I've been places, I've been to London, I've been um I've done a few in it, which I would love to do. That's great, that's great, and, and let's, let's, Let's be honest here, at the end of the day, I feel that as it is a national problem, because there aren't enough voices nationwide for a lack of blood donation, the country needs Beth. The country needs Beth in order for her to say from the top of her lungs, from the bottom of her diaphragm, we need blood! And I didn't mean to be like Dracula, we're not going to suck blood, we're going to do it via injection of blood transfusion, that kind of like, you know, uh, syringe, uh, you know, completely kosher, completely sterilised, I don't know where I'm going with this, so we're going to completely change the topic. So, for the next topic, we're going to do a quiz! And now, usually, on um, Dre and Keith's 30 Minutes of Nonsense, what usually happens is that we do, uh, how well do you know your guests? Now, we have brought our imaginary elf, uh, here, or, actually, it's not an elf anymore, it's a, it's a, it's, it's Yoda! Yoda is here! Yoda! Yoda and his compatriot, the owl. Why is the owl saying, I'll always love you? Anyway, I don't know why. Anyway, so Yoda has just whispered to my ear, using his force powers, that because of a lack of Keith Sadler, the Overlord, the Darth Vader, to my Skywalker, we are going to do a different style of quiz, but we're going to put you on the leaderboard. Now, to my memory, I think that Eric Blade is either on three or four points. For some reason, I'm not wearing my imaginary glasses, even though my vision is fine. But, we're going to focus it this way. Now, I'm going to give you a general knowledge question, and you need to answer them correctly or incorrect. Now, you have got two minutes. Now, we have got a technical timer here in the form of a virtual clock sponsored by Acer Laptop. So, are you ready? I think so. Okay, go. Question one. What is the capital of Norway? 
Oh my goodness, I have no idea. Okay, you're gonna pass on that? Pass. Oslo. Who won the Football World Cup in 2014? Pass. Germany. What is the name of the Japanese currency? Pass. Pass. Okay, so far so good. Okay, okay, question four. I, I expected you to uh, answer them with a bit more time, but I'm now going to... I there's no paper, so... No, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so, question number four. Who is the identity... What is the identity of Darth Vader? Oh. Anakin Skywalker. Question number five. Who is Marge's husband in East... East Enders? <laughs> in the Simpsons? <laughs> It's not Phil Mitchell. Correct, we've got a point! Right, we've got a minute to go. This is getting more intense than, well, intensity. Right, question number six. What is the most expensive property in Monopoly? The hotel. You know, when you, okay, alright, I, I can't accept that the answer is Mayfair. Alright, okay. Yes, thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Question number whatever. We've got 40 seconds left on the clock. Oh my god, this is getting exciting. Question number seven. By winning with Shakespeare. Much to about nothing. Woo! <laughs> okay, we've got two. All right, and the final question, because I'm going to talk and yammer on. Final question. What style of music does Keith Sadler do? I'm going to give you three options. He either does rock, metal, or folk. Correct! Woo! You have got three points! So, we're going to put three points on the leaderboard. How did you find those questions? They were they were hard, weren't they? Well, my general knowledge is shocking. Well, so. It's okay, it's okay, no problem. Look, look, I'll tell you this right now. Your knowledge on blood transfusion and hemorrhages and what you've been through, you have got far more knowledge than a lot of people, so don't worry about that, okay? It's absolutely fine. At least I'm not asking you questions like, what is the shirt number of number 11 of the Liverpool player? Uh, and the answer is Roberto Firmino. But that is completely irrelevant. <laughs> so, right, for the final, final bit of the show, usually we talk about what you do on the last bit of the show, but we've completely done a 360 and did it my way. I'm sorry, Keith Sadler, I'm glad I haven't sworn yet. Don't kill me. Okay, so the last bit of the show, what shall we talk about? Okay, right, um, I'll tell you this. Right, you know what? The floor is yours. Is there anything that generally bothers you, like, in society? Generally anything. It can be, I'm just throwing ideas, uh, how women are treated with a lack of equality, uh, um, university, <laughs> uh, um, student finance, ooh, <laughs> anything. Go for it. Floor is yours. Um, acceptance, I think. Acceptance, right. Yeah. Acceptance. Please elaborate on acceptance. That is a broad word. That it is very broad. Um, acceptance of individuals, like people not accepting people for who they are. Now, without going too psychodynamic or psychological, why are you implying that you may or may have not been bullied at a younger age? I have not been bullied, but okay. I know people who have been affected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So were you one of those girls that like, I've not been bullied. I'm bad. Don't mess with me. Anyway, that's a. <clears throat> that was my that was my mixtape. I didn't want to release that out too loud. Okay, so all right. So tell me then. Tell me then. So acceptance. Uh, you're essentially saying that, like, think of a school kind of culture where 
the individualism is kind of stamped down. Being yourself is basically a no, 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 no. You've got to wear the Maybelline New York. Don't you wear that gothic makeup kind of thing. And we're talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. We're going to use a far more better example than that because I feel that acceptance is a very broad term. So are we going to spread out to racism now? I don't know if you ever experienced this, but... We're in an area where, well, at least in my town of Barry Slimmon, finding somebody who is not white is finding needle in the haystack. I don't know if you experienced that when you were younger. Like, you're like, ah, oh, the colour there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, so tell me, tell me, honestly, do you feel that, did you feel that acceptance also means, like, people are racist still? Do you feel that around here, like, discriminatory? Like, please, please elaborate. I think there is an element of racism. Mm-hmm. Like, people can be racist still. It's not wrong. That also reminds me. Now, pardon my knowledge of this marvellous town of Ipswich in this deluxe studio that we're in uh, with absolutely so many microphones that Keith Sadler is going to be jealous. I'm lying. Um, does Ipswich in particular have a problem with Eastern Europeans? Now, I'm going to elaborate on this point, right? You may or may not know this, but. Um, there has been, in the last 10 years, there's been a whole multitude, a whole multitude of Eastern European shops popping all around it, quick and around the country. Now, I don't, I personally don't mind. Now, back in the days where I used to drink alcohol, I love that Zubla beer. Man, that's good beer. Uh, but tell me, um, do you feel that Eastern Europeans, is there a stigma? Do you notice any stigma? Uh, because I know university life can be a whole umbrella in itself, but. Do you see any problems? Like, not obviously, I know you're fine with all nationalities, of course, but do you see a problem with other people? Uh, yeah, with certain people I can, um, mm-hmm. especially with, like, the shops. Uh, for me, I tend to use them more than, like, local shops, like Bainsbury's. Mm. Um, the, the fruit and veg that they sell mm. and things. But, um, yeah, for other people, I just feel like they don't mm. appreciate them. And a link, a link to the whole conversation in general. Do you feel that uh, there is a problem, there is an underbelly where, you know, in I'll explain this another way. So in Italy, France, Germany, they're all used to intermingling with each other because they're all like bordered around. Whereas in England, even though we accept so many nationalities, right? I feel that there is you know that little stigma, that little stigma where. It's sometimes a bit of an utter. Do you ever feel that? Now, obviously, I have a slightly different view because my parents came from a different country. Now, for you, being I, I'm assuming you're 100% British, yeah. you know, kind of thing, right? Do you do you feel that there's a bit of a stigma? Like, do you feel uh, example, a complete example? Would you feel that grandparents or parents might have a different opinion with nationality or race to you? Or in my family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about your family or yeah, different. Um. No, I think everyone in my family is kind of accepting of it, but mm. I know other people's families, so mm. grandparents that don't understand fully mm. how mm. we are. Mm. Mm. And with and with acceptance, finally to wrap this up with acceptance, what needs to be done for more acceptance to happen? Uh, take time to get to know people, mm. um, learn about cultures, experiences, and things, mm. and put yourself in situations that you really mm. want to. Yeah. So, so if we're going to use this in a university context, and I'm going to be slightly tongue-in-cheek here, but I'm going to say it like this, right? Look, if anybody, anybody who has n- never dated anybody from another nationality, I'm going to tell you this right now, yeah, right? Take it from me. Now, I am a British guy, 
right? You can tell by my accent. However, you have seen countless pictures of me knowing that I'm not the most vanilla of British people, right? Right. Let me tell you this right now. Different cultures are amazing. There's over 200 countries. Don't ever, ever, ever limit yourself to one flavour of ice cream. I'm not trying, I'm not saying that you should be promiscuous. This is a PG show, so I'm not going to say any further, but I'm going to say it like it is. You should, and I, and I don't know if Beth agrees with me or not, but you should always be open to going out with different cultures, because the way I see it is this. There are 7 billion people in this planet. And for you to eliminate 100% nationality just based on what their tone is rather than who they are, that's not cool, man. That's discriminatory. Now, disclaimer, we all have preferences. We all have preferences. We prefer, we love butters in our toast. We like jam on our bread. We all have our own preferences. But, as Beth would agree, this is the world. We live in a world now. Well, we always lived in a world, but <laughs> we live in a world where we all intermingle. So, let there be light shining upon you. Beth, uh, before we go, would you like to have any final words? Um, thank you for having me on your show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And thank you for inviting us in your deluxe studio. Uh, I mean, I can see this. I can see a river from here. I, I mean, uh, I, I would be lying if we were at the Riviera, but yes, no worries. Well, thank you very much, Beth, for your time. I am shaking your hands right now. That is a very good handshake. I mean, the Queen, the Queen has nothing on you. Anyway, this has been Dre Vera, and this has been Beth Cobalt, and this was Dre and Nokis. Thirty minutes of nonsense. Bye-bye!